SCP-3783 Baba Yaga's Cottage Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures Provisional Site-78 has been established to contain SCP-3783. The facility is to operate under the guise of a wildlife research facility. SCP-3783 is kept in an observation dome with an airlock chamber installed and is to be constantly monitored. No open flame is to be brought within the dome. Automated drones are to be used to directly approach SCP-3783. SCP-3783 is implanted with a GPS tracker that is monitored by automated systems. Update. All testing has been suspended. SCP-3783-1 instances found are to be incinerated. A 7-meter wall has been erected around Provisional Site-78. Security teams are to be on guard outside with net launchers, which are to be used to tangle SCP-3783's legs. Torches are to be activated on the walls during a breach. See Incident 3783 for further details. Description SCP-3783 is a single-roomed log cabin that is located in the wilderness of Siberia. Inside it is decorated with furs, footnote 1. The furs have been identified as belonging to Eurasian brown bears, red foxes, and red deers. Has one rocking chair, a fireplace, a wardrobe, a chest. Footnote 2. The contents of the wardrobe and chest are unknown. And a cauldron. It has two windows on the sides and a single wooden door allowing for entry. Beneath SCP-3783 are four fleshy limbs located at the corners that terminate in three spindly clawed fingers, which resemble the toes of a domestic chicken. These limbs allow for locomotion. It is estimated that each limb is six meters long and bend at three places. These limbs are mostly rooted beneath the surrounding soil, stationing SCP-3783 at its location. See Discovery for further information. The limbs remain dormant until hostile action is presented toward SCP-3783 directly. A limb would burst from the ground and grab a subject, which it would pull towards the inside of SCP-3783 or crush them. This response is instantly triggered when one is wielding a torch or any form of open flame. Since the construction of Provisional Site-78, SCP-3783 will at times unroot itself and wander its containment briefly. After investigating its surroundings, it would return to its original position. Any biological organisms, except for microbial, entering SCP-3783 will undergo various mutations. The resulting specimens are designated as SCP-3783-1. Instances possess a short lifespan of a week and sometimes are inflicted with lethal mutations resulting in instant death. Instances are mainly docile and would protect SCP-3783 in the event of any hostilities. Deceased organisms do not undergo any mutations within SCP-3783. See Addendum 02 for Dash-1 instances produced from testing. Recently, it has been discovered that deceased Dash-1 instances are able to reanimate via unknown means as long as its body is sufficiently intact. Incineration is shown to be effective in preventing a reanimated instance. See Incident 3783. Discovery SCP-3783 was discovered after reports from several towns in southern Russia of a lost witch's house, 
wandering the wilderness. One town had sent a small armed group to hunt for it, but only one member of the party returned, a Mr. Grigory Ivanov. See Addendum 1. Nearby recovery teams responded and eventually traced SCP-3783 to its current location, rooting itself. It was found with the following sign, which was tied to a nail on the door, that is written in Old Russian. Out to feast. Stay out. Addendum 1. The following interview was originally spoken in Russian and has been translated. Interviewed, Mr. Grigory Ivanov. Interviewer, Agent Sergio. Begin log. Agent Sergio. All right, please tell me what happened when you went into the forest. Mr. Ivanov. Well, it was getting dark and we're heading east to where it was last seen. We found its tracks and followed them. Eventually, we caught the first glimpse of its silhouette from moonlight. What was it doing? It was just moving slowly through the trees before disappearing into the night. We quickly tried to pursue it, but we lost it. That's when we decided to camp until sunrise. I tried to sleep, but I was too worried. Even with my trusty hunting rifle on my side. I never thought I would get to see a witch's house, so it left me spooked. Anyway, we then started hearing the most unusual sounds from the surrounding woods. Can you describe it? I am not sure how to describe it. It sounded like nothing I have ever heard before. Very well. Continue, please. One of the men of our group, Roman, went to investigate the sounds despite our objections. That young fool. What happened? He screamed and... When we caught up, we found nothing except for his broken glasses and shreds of his jacket covered in blood. We stuck together after that and returned to the camp to pack up and move forward. We heard the sound of snapping twigs and crushed leaves followed behind us. Unknowingly, as we quickly tried to flee, two young men were missing. We were baffled and decided to hunt whatever was lurking in the surrounding darkness. We wondered to ourselves if it was the work of the witch's hut, but who knew? I followed behind the group as we went and we were tense. I just wanted to get home. Eventually, we stumbled upon a mangled corpse that was being eaten by something nearby a lake. Our lanterns barely showed us what it looked like and I was blocked by the group. I'm somewhat glad I haven't seen it for the sound of its chewing was disgusting. It quickly moved out of sight as, ahead we saw the hut step forth from a row of trees as the moon was behind it, casting a silhouette of it. Then, I assume your party attacked it? Yes, Vladimir and Dmitri ran to it with their torches to burn it. It noticed them and moved back as silhouettes of creatures came to be. The things attacked Vladimir and Dmitri, and I had a small glimpse of them from their torches. It was not enough to tell any distinct features, but they were nearly as large as dogs. Alexei fired his Nagant, footnote 3, referring to a Nagant M1895 revolver, at the creatures to help Vladimir and Dmitri. We managed to save Dmitri, but Vladimir was dragged away. I could still hear him scream as the hut quickly grabbed him and slammed his body on a large rock. It then pressed on his body and there were awful cracking sounds. I could barely see it happening, but 
It was enough to traumatize me. Such awful sounds. Then, that is when I ran. Alexei and the two other men tried to fight the beast, but I heard only their screams and gunshots. I ran and ran without rest back towards home. I was accompanied by another young man, who I never had the pleasure of knowing his name. Luckily, the sun was soon to rise and I was eager to be home, away from the danger. I wish I could say the same for the young man who was with me. He just disappeared, and I had not noticed. I became concerned that I was being stalked and grew paranoid. I'm glad I managed to find my way out of the forest before I went insane. We are no match for that witch's lost hunt. I really wish we knew better. Well, thank you, Mr. Ivanov. Everything will be fine. End log. Closing statement. Mr. Ivanov received amnestics, and the SCP-3783-1 instances mentioned has not been found. Addendum 2. For a full version of all experiments, please request it from lead researcher Westfield. Experiment Log. 3783. Specimen. Common house cat. Result. Specimen was continuously coughing, and eyes became completely black. All of its body hair fell out, and it grew slightly in size by 0.2 meters. The end of its tail grew a poisonous stinger, which connected to four venom sacs within the torso. The skeletal structure of the specimen became cartilaginous and resembled that of a shark. Time elapsed. 13 seconds. Specimen. Common goldfish. Result, the specimen grew additional eyes along its side as it grew 22 centimeters in length. The pupils were hexagonal in shape. Its fins grew larger and twisted to form a makeshift limb to crawl out of the water. Instance was unable to breathe and expired. An underdeveloped labyrinth organ, footnote 4, a lung-like organ that allows for breathing oxygen, it is common among fish of the suborder Anabontanti, was found during autopsy covered in tumor-like growths. Time elapsed. 17 seconds. Specimen. Alabino laboratory rat. Result. The skeleton of the specimen expanded through the skin, forming a rough exoskeleton around the specimen's body. The specimen grew one meter larger, and the eyes extended from the skull on thin stalks. A pair of insect mandibles grew from the mouth as the tongue extended 30 centimeters in length and became serrated. Instance violently slammed his head on the floor of the cage it was in and bled to death shortly afterwards. Time elapsed. 12 seconds. Specimen. Domestic dog. Result. The specimen began to howl in pain and its neck began to extend. Then large tusks began to protrude from its mouth. Stomach was found to have formed ulcers. Time elapsed. 15 seconds. Specimen. European rabbit. Result. Specimen immediately expired and had no visible mutations. Blood was found to be black in color, and the heart increased in size by 7 centimeters. Time elapsed. 2 seconds. Specimen. D1832. Note, subject was equipped with an explosive collar. Result, 
Subject complained of stomach pain before long, thin strands of hair began to be produced from their mouth. Teeth and nails fell out as the arms and legs grew grotesquely disproportionate. The hair was covered in an unknown enzyme that corroded flesh and moved on its own. Time elapsed. 13 seconds. Specimen. D7899. Note. Subject was equipped with an explosive collar. Result. Subject transformed into an organism resembling a featherless chicken. Its skin was a dark red and brown color and had a waddle. The explosive collar was immediately detonated, which decapitated the specimen. The head was mostly intact, and the body died shortly after. Time elapsed. 20 seconds. Incident. 3783. On July 12th, redacted, SCP-3783-1 instances and cryogenic storage at Site-87 were missing. The latches of the cryogenic preservation tanks showed no signs of tampering. Two hours later at provisional Site-78, several Dash-1 instances were visible on the monitors surrounding SCP-3783 reanimated. Instances attempted to open the airlock and were neutralized by security teams on nearby catwalks. Meanwhile, Site Redacted was reportedly attacked by reanimated Dash-1 instances, and two of which had interacted with SCP-352. The following transcript is from surveillance footage. Begin Log SCP-352 is sitting at the corner of its containment chamber. After 40 seconds, a vent that led into the chamber suddenly burst open, which two Dash-1 instances crawl out of. Simultaneously, Dash-1 instances were attacking from Gate A at this time. One instance resembled a gastropod, footnote 5, commonly known as slugs or snails, with two arm-like appendages. It quickly moves to the door, and a bulbous sac on its back began to expand and bursts, covering the door with a thick mucus. The second instance was feline, and resembled a bearded dragon, which moves towards SCP-352. The instance had in its mouth what appeared to be a human fetus, which it places on the floor in front of SCP-352. SCP-352 reaches for the fetus, and begins to devour it. SCP-352 then pats the instance's head. The instance and SCP-352 appear to briefly converse, before SCP-352 stands and moves towards the instance. SCP-352 kneels down and appears to whisper to the instance. Instance then nods its head and returns into the vent as SCP-352 stands idly while facing the camera for the remainder of the footage. End log. The SCP-3783-1 instance in the footage was later found at Provisional Site-78 within SCP-3783's chamber. It was found deceased in front of SCP-3783, which buried the instance with a clump of dirt. Following the incident, SCP-3783 has become more active and attempts to escape. In response, security has been upgraded at Provisional Site-78 and Site Redacted. SCP-352 Baba Yaga Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures Containment area is to remain sealed at all times. No human interaction is allowed with SCP-352. 
Any and all interactions should be carried out via robot or other remote means. Should human interaction become necessary, full hazmat containment protocols should be observed. In addition, security lines must be attached to all personnel. Should any personnel begin to exhibit erratic behavior, they are to be immediately removed from the containment area via the security lines. Any staff reporting hallucinations after interaction with SCP-352 or her hair are to immediately be placed under quarantine. Any staff working in or around the containment area must submit to random psychological and physical testing. Anyone found to be contaminated will be placed into immediate quarantine. Staff attacked by SCP-352 may only be recovered if they have not been bitten by SCP-352. SCP-352 is to be fed only once weekly. Feeding will be discontinued for one month if SCP-352 attacks any personnel. Description SCP-352 appears to be a very old, emaciated woman of indeterminate age and race. SCP-352 speaks Old Russian, but with an accent and dialect that makes translation very difficult. SCP-352 is extremely unwilling to communicate, with most of the conversations thus far made primarily of threats or statements of revenge. SCP-352 has never identified herself by any name, and due to her aggressive nature, it has been impossible to determine any background information. SCP-352 possesses a level of strength and speed much higher than what should be possible for a person of her perceived age and physical dimensions and has been shown moving loads in excess of 200 kilograms with little physical strain, and moving at speeds in excess of 70 kilometers per hour. SCP-352 can recover from wounds that would be lethal to a human being, including decapitation and disemboweling. This regeneration can take between several days to several weeks, depending on severity. Internally, SCP-352 appears to be a normal human woman, with muscles, bones, and organs, in a state consistent with advanced age. Testing done on tissue samples has been inconclusive. SCP-352 is capable of growing very thin, hair-like strands from any part of her body, apparently at will. These strands can grow several meters in an hour, and appear to be at least partially under the control of SCP-352. They have been observed crawling along floors and up walls and other structures. These hairs are clear and nearly invisible to the naked eye, and appear to be slightly weaker than standard human hair. The strands are also coated in a thin layer of chemical enzyme, identical to the enzyme in the saliva of SCP-352. SCP-352 produces an enzyme that is most concentrated in the saliva and hair, but is present in all bodily tissues of SCP-352. How it is produced and its exact chemical makeup are unknown. This enzyme reacts on contact with human tissue and rapidly attacks the nervous system. Symptoms manifest almost immediately and include hallucination, euphoria, suppression of cognitive or logical thinking, and suppression of pain receptors. This state persists for several days with mild exposure and can become permanent with high exposure. Bites from SCP-352 lead to high exposure in 99.9% .9 of cases. SCP-352 appears to subsist on a carnivorous diet, with a strong preference for human flesh. 
SCP-352 will create a web of hairs and wait for prey to become exposed to the enzyme and become more docile. SCP-352 will often remove and eat the limbs of a prey item to prevent it from wandering away and can take several days to fully devour prey. Humans have been observed to still be in a euphoric state and have no knowledge of the outside world even as they suffer the loss of limbs and other bodily tissue. Addendum Notes on Recovery SCP-352 was recovered in southern Russia near the town of Redacted. Reports of an enchanted forest and a witch who has caused several deaths were initially ignored until reports of the witch being found and captured began to surface. When Foundation agents responded, the town was found deserted. Several bodies were found in varying states of decomposition, and blood trails appeared to show many more bodies being dragged into the enchanted forest. Recovery teams were dispatched and captured SCP-352, but suffered heavy casualties due to SCP-352's attack and exposure to the enzyme. A large amount of hair was recovered as well, and is believed to be the cause of many exposure incidents, with contact being attributed to spider webs or an agent's own hair and not reported until hallucinations manifested. Addendum Notes on Behavior While SCP-352 prefers any type of human flesh over any other type of meat, it appears to have a special propensity for children between 0 and 2 years of age. After observation of highly elevated levels of cooperation and a reduced tendency to attack staff while consuming flesh of this type, a possible alteration in the current diet is being considered. Addendum the use of SCP-604 and SCP-1680 as a more efficient food source for SCP-352 is currently pending approval from the project director following initial testing. Thank you for listening to SCP-3783 Baba Yaga's Cottage by Baron Joe and SCP-352 Baba Yaga by Dr. Gears. If you enjoyed this video, please like and subscribe and follow the links in the description to the SCP Wiki, and vote up the articles to support the authors and the SCP Wiki as a whole.